You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where each episode we discuss a different album from Robert Demery's book, 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. If you want. God damn it. What a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> we should probably start recording. I, I'm starting recording. <clears throat> Alright. Sounds like you guys are ready to go. Let's just... Alright, for this episode we'll be talking about Country Joe and the Fish, electric music for the mind and body. In the room I have Rob Hello. and Ben. Hello. Electric music for the mind and body is Country Joe and the Fish's debut album, released in May 11th, 1967 on Vanguard label. It was produced by Samuel Charters, and the genre is psychedelic rock, acid rock, blues rock. The influential American psychedelic rock band Country Joe and the Fish formed in Berkeley, California in 1965 by founding members Country Joe McDonald and Barry, quote, the Fish, Melton. Their first full-length studio album, Electric Music for Mind and Body, expanded upon the band's then-new psychedelic medium, embracing all facets of the members' influences and melding them into various forms of folk rock, blues, raga rock, and rock. The experimental distorted organ melodies float throughout the album as McDonald's lyrics focus on topics of political protest, recreational drug use, and love, and are augmented by satirical humor and freak-out breakdowns. The... <laughs> the composed structures follow discrete movement patterns emulating the style of John Fahey, who McDonald admired. The album was recorded mostly live, with only the vocals being overdubbed after the instruments were completed. This artifact of summer love and hippie generation was a success upon its release, charting at number 39 on the Billboard 200, and it remains one of the most enduring psychedelic works of the counterculture era. What did we think of Country Joe and the Fish? Enduring psychedelic work? Seriously? Uh, I didn't like it. Okay. <laughs> Why didn't you like it? I, it, it, it just sounds like more of that same old bullshit. It is, it is not required listening. Uh, like Psychedelic bands in San Francisco were a dime a dozen, and Country Joe and the Fish are most famous for covering a ragtime song and playing it at Woodstock, and it's not even on this record. I don't know why this album's in this book. It, to me, it just sounds like it, it, it sounds like any of the other dozens and dozens of bands from that same few square miles of that same city. I have a theory. Do you? It's a slight theory. It's because Rolling Stone was set up in San Francisco at this point, right? Like, this was the shit that those assholes were listening to, and... It becomes instantly important because it was getting rave reviews from the fucking like nerds at that fucking publication. It, there's no other. Well, I think that logical you know, reason why like this, this, this book. San, Fran San Francisco psychedelic rock of the late '60s might not be my cup of tea, but there's a time and a place for it uh, historically. And I just we cover so much of it. 
I just don't know why this album by this band, I don't know why the editors of this book thought, oh, but also this one. Yeah, I've never been a fan of Country Joe and the Fish. I thought their performance at Woodstock was cute. Yeah, it's I mean, cute. It, they, they do a I mean, they do, song. They do a protest song too. You know, um, that's the. Uh, about are we talking to, about the same one? About going to Vietnam. Yeah, the I, I feel like I'm fixing to die rag. Uh, but at the same time, yeah, exactly. But at the same time, you know, I've seen them other videos of, of them, Monterey, Pop Festival, and uh, other things, and every time I, I just think, yeah, this is just not my music. I cannot get into this, like, groovy, jammy... Uh, I, I have a hard time calling this groovy. I don't like that word. Over. I, I don't like that word groovy, and I can tell you this much, this did not make me groove or E. No. Yeah, but it, it represents that sort of bass, like... It's sort of laid back. It's not aggressive, you know. It's like like the I said, it, it, of... you know, throw a rock near Haight Ashbury, yeah. you're going to hit a band that's not aggressive. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. true, but I I just don't know exactly. Well, I do know what drugs are exactly what's going on. <laughs> drugs. <laughs> And again, you throw a rock near Haight Ashbury, yeah. you're gonna hit some drugs. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Not like, I, what was that thing you said on the opening about there were uh, the electric organs melodies come in and out or whatever? Yeah. Fuck you, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What the electric organ does, it, it pierces the ear and yeah. does nothing fun. And like the actual like the construction like the we i think we just listened to uh uh not not, not so, so sweet, sweet martha, martha lorraine, lorraine <laughs> which i asked myself is this a sweet cocaine reference that that song that was the hit um and yeah the mix sucks uh like it's it was all drums wait like, wait wait oh, by by hit not so sweet uh, martha lorraine it was uh the first to, to chart peaking at number 98 on the Billboard hey, count it, Hot 100. Count it. <laughs> <laughs> it made the cut. We're, we're using the words hit and peaking. And I don't want to give this band that much credit. Well, it, you know, give them what it's due. A, a song that's on the Billboard Top 100, even as number 99 or 100, is technically a hit. Yeah. Sure. What, what, what's the uh, death sound? Um where they found a tambourine somewhere. They sure did. The loudest tambourine of all time. They found also one the and... crappiest tambourine of all time. <laughs> and then they found a maraca, and they're like, "Oh wait, we like this tambourine again, so let's uh, let, let's go out on this tambourine." I just, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I don't like shitty vocals with veiled drug references, though they veiled. Do, they do get very specific. Oh, L S. D. <laughs> <laughs> then he does it again. He does it twice, right in a row, in case you missed it. And it's not like like in the background Very of something. Veiled. It's the only thing that's happening in the mix right there. <laughs> and yeah, I just imagine the face on that guitarist when he's doing the. Uh, do you think he's got the stinky guitar face? Oh God, yeah, he's he's smells so bad, real, real, real bad. Yeah, I, uh, I was talking, like, earlier, like, this is the kind of music that makes me think to myself, maybe the police had a point with beating hippies <laughs> so much. Like, it made me side with fascists. It's how much I dislike the things I'm hearing right now. Why, though? I, why, why, Rob? Why? why? 
It's because of the sound. It's because of the guitar. The the music sucks. The guitar sucks. The lyrics suck. Everything about this is it's it it's antithetical to things that rock. Not everything needs to rock, mm-hmm. but it at least needs to have something behind it that isn't. I'm like, I, uh, it feels like these guys had entirely too much money. Enough to buy the drugs, enough to buy the equipment to be in this band, and yet somehow it—it's. It, I don't think it, they had tons of money. It—it it feels like a Vampire Weekend type thing. It's like you, you guys, you're you're a little. There's something going on here, and what it is ain't exactly clear. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there. <laughs> I wish there was a man with a gun over there, <laughs> so we could shoot these assholes in the face. I I, I don't I I. I can't express it. Like, I listened to the entire thing, and the whole time, like, I was just kind of like, why, in what world, with a thousand and one records that I must hear before I die, how is this one of them? Like, I don't, it, I, I don't know what you would put in its place. I, I, I just, I don't think that the San Francisco scene, like, is all in all, like, the, the, the San Francisco psych scene, I don't think is all in all that relevant to what came afterwards and especially not this fucking band this fucking like i think stage woodstock like i think that the scene was relevant but i think there's better stuff from the scene to cover yeah maybe i mean i i I never thought i'd say this but yeah bring on the dead like (laughs) i will like uh I'm gonna, I'm gonna just hold you to that. No, it's fine, man. I'll, I'll, I would, if you set me down, if you're like, all right, Rob, you know, either you need to listen to American Beauty every day for the next two months or this record twice in a row, I'm gonna go American Beauty every day for fucking okay, two months. Okay, but what if you swapped out American Beauty with someone's high quality bootleg of a live performance? <laughs> no. American oh. Beauty has songs. While waters rush down the mountain tongue, my organs play a circus tune. I dance to the wonder of your feet and sing to the joy of your knees. The cold white dress on the mountain I'm gonna I'm gonna say something uh, not negative about this record. Cool. Uh, for what it's worth, Country Joe has a perspective and an opinion, and he is vocal and he tries to be articulate about it. I felt like I needed to say that because in our last episode. I kind of called out the Beatles for having a whole album with not much lyrical substance. The songs weren't about much. This song's like a lot of these, they're, they're protest songs. They're songs about the ones that aren't just straight up about drugs are, you know, like about the Vietnam War. They're about uh, uh, being in dissent with the politicians in power at the time. I still don't like the record. I never want to listen to it again. But it, at least the dude's out there saying something, I guess. He made comic books lame, man. Like, he, yeah. like that fucking Superbird, he actually, he made me not like comic books. And that, that stinks. Like, I really enjoyed them, and now I can't. Oh, you can't read comic books No, anymore? man, I can't. <laughs> oh, and that man. fucking Porpoise Mouth, the song about 
Fucking the dolphin, I think. <laughs> a, do- a dolphin's mouth, at least. It's I, uh, dolphin blowjob. Oh god, damn it! I and well, was it? Wasn't there a song? Uh, just like the oh yeah, the, the very last one, the, the the love song to Grace Slick. Oh yeah, I don't oh, need that in my life. Oh boy. With the and the, the, the record like the 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 recording of just like water dropping into a puddle. And cool, you know it that. Yeah, throbbing gristle was all about that kind of thing, and I yeah sure like I I, I like I kind of like that like mm-hmm. if, if there was something I did like about it, it was like the uh, what what will eventually be samples and like I I found that to be you know, at least interesting but okay. yeah like I mean my, my very last thought on on my, on this page like I, I I listened to the whole thing and I had to actually no I I I liked the masked marauder I thought that was a good song hmm I, I kind of liked sad and lonely times yeah um. Yeah, said a million times wasn't so bad, um, but by the end of it, like I just wrote, "Why book? Why?" <laughs> I, I still, I, I no mas book. I think this is a genre and a scene that has been and will continue to be a very covered in this book. This saturation of coverage. So I, I, I don't know why it includes Country Joe and the Fish. Yeah, it seems to be well, one of those bands that kind of maybe they were they, they kind of influenced people, but it's it you don't I think that you don't always have to have the, the musical world would be better off if Country Joe had influenced <laughs> no one. Okay, I don't know. Would would we have Murder City Devils? <laughs> oh, we we fucking would. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Like. Yeah, every t- every time I go to see this band live, and I've seen them many times, not Country Joe particularly, but a band that is, you know... Murder City Devils? Co- no, college kids who are like, psychedelic, man. Oh. It's, it, it just, I just have to walk out the door, because it's, they go into these interludes, um, talking now about the album, but they'll go into these interludes, and they'll just go around and around and kind of like hand it off to someone else and it just seems like the the songs like never never end they never they don't do go, anything they, interesting they go, they for go me. nowhere and they're forever long yeah ago. yeah um, okay it's well lead. whoever's doing like the lead stuff like for the idea that like this is supposed to be groovy music like that dude has no fucking chill there's like, not much he's chill just present on this record no. like it I, I, I don't know. I don't. Yeah, know he seems to be uh, wanting to stick in like the blues rock riffs while the band is is you know doing their thing. Yeah, and and like sometimes to the point of like rushing over it. Like, yeah. Where that like what are you what are you doing, man? <laughs> yeah. It's like they got a guitarist that's pretty competent at playing guitar, and then he just decides what to what to, what to do. I think that's a real negative. Uh, about this album too is that it said that they all the members like embracing all the members influences right like they they took everybody's talents i'm using talents with quotes (laughs) right now yeah and said okay go ahead we'll form this band as a sort of collective their own thing so you said sad and lonely times right yeah i I don't get that one i i wrote sure next to that It, it it it's not yeah, it no. sounds like a song, and uh, I really yeah. liked I, I liked love uh, until the guitar solo mm. got in there and just yep. started fingering the guitar and the Didn't guitar was like, no, solo. I don't like it, I don't like it, and we, none of us liked it. It was it was bad. Yeah. Um, bass strings was that your impression of Gary from the Monks? 
I don't like it. I don't like it. Uh, he he just he he came through. Um, bass strings. Hey partner, won't you pass the reefer round? <laughs> bass strings can go to hell. Like fuck you, man. Come on. That's Come the one on. where he, he starts whispering LSD at yeah, the end. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. I just I I, I don't. I, I I would never. I would never actively uh, tell someone they had to listen to this album. No, never. no. I, you, like unless like you need a like a cautionary tale of drug use. <laughs> like like the, I, I would I would play this for someone who is think like a a youth who is going to be dabbling in, in drugs. Be like, hey, buddy, you listened to this. You were going to really enjoy this record. <laughs> Seriously, like, oh, are you saying Country Joe and the Fish should be with the Dare program right now? <laughs> had, had Country Joe and the Fish, I think, had they, yes, I do, I do. I, I think Dare would have worked had had it been. Uh, oh God, it's just in my head, man. I know. All right, we're just, gonna end this. Yeah, go to go to so sixth graders, play him this album, and show him pictures of Country Joe with like the hard hat on and the daisies painted on his face, and be like, that that's one hit of weed. <laughs> All right, for me, it's a negative. This yeah. is a no-go. You don't have to listen. There's no reason to listen to this album. No, I mean, there really isn't. Uh, if you really, really love Psychedelic, I guess check them out for just being a sort of pioneer in the genre of that, of West Coast hippie psych band, but no, not for me at all. Hippie. What do you think, Rob? Hippie baloney. I, yeah, yeah, I don't... Uh, I. I, I don't like it. I imagine the majority of people also will not like it, and I don't. I would never recommend like to an enemy. Maybe uh, I mean uh, may, maybe LBJ should listen to it. Maybe we should <laughs> we, we should dig up his old bones and give him some LSD. So maybe you'll get out of that fucking morph. So fuck uh, you. Fuck fuck this. Fuck that. I I'm done. You think Ben? Uh, n- negative. I give it a negative. And my biggest complaint about it is that it, to me, it just sounds so generic of, like, 1967 San Francisco. Like, it, it, it just, like, why fucking these guys? Why not the band that lives across the street? Or why not the band that lives in the apartment upstairs from? They all sound, like, there are bands from that scene that broke out of that mold. And those are the bands that you remember. And this band, in my opinion... Fits so perfectly in that mold that they they, they should have not been listened to outside of the year 1967. They should have died with that scene. You know, it, I don't know why it would be considered relevant in modern times. It makes San Francisco at this time seem lame. <laughs> like it, it, I, 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 I don't want to get in my time machine and go hang out down there now. It's it, it's bad. And you, do you know who I want to listen to from San Francisco in the late 60s? Flaming Groovies. 
Yeah. They were doing something different. They were from that scene. And well, I don't, know, I don't know if they were all bros hanging out, but they were from the same town. They're from the same handful of years. They may have formed in like 68. They, But they weren't doing that same hippy-dippy shit that all of their neighbors were doing, unlike Country Joe and the Fish, who were just doing that same hippy-dippy shit, and you don't need to revisit it. But it's, mean, just, it's just hippy-dippy shit. Was it this, like, I, I guess... And I, 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 God, don't, don't make me play devil's advocate on this. Don't make me, uh, I'm doing it. Okay. Uh, was this hippy dippy shit at the time when country Joe was doing it? Or do we just know of a whole bunch of other bands now that were kind of in the same vein? Like, was this revolutionary at the time? I don't think so. I think we can just look through the book and find a bunch of other bands from the same town this year that are doing the same stuff. This is not revolutionary. No. I I mean, this music, it, it was a kind of new, f- I mean, it's sort of new, like, at that time, but well, they weren't the only band. It's not like they invented this. Enough hugely hugely popular albums had been released in the last year and a half, like Rubber Soul, or not Rubber Soul, like Revolver, uh, like, a, like a few other ones, that these seeds ha- of, of psychedelia have been planted, and around San Francisco... They grew like weeds, you know, like w- within two years, the sound's not new anymore. It- it's now, it's now the mainstream. It's now like everyone's doing this thing. And like I said, like some, some of the bands were taking it further and I respect that. And those are the bands I want to talk about. I don't think Country Joe and the Fish took anything further. I think they were doing the, the same thing as, as all the other bands that lived in their apartment building on Ashbury Street. Yeah. Had there been Electric Jug, though, do you think this would be a better record? <laughs> well, as long as you're... If you're implying that the Electric Jug also came with a garage rock sensibility, then it would have been a better record. Maybe. Uh, they were... Weren't they... In, they were called Instant Action Jug Band. Mm-hmm. To begin with. So, it, I also read that. I read that... Yes. What? The, yeah. <laughs> what? So, I'm going to read joke. this. A left-wing <laughs> activist before and after a stint in the Navy, Joe McDonald arrived in San Francisco as a student, but quickly became absorbed in the folk scene and the instant active, instant action jug band, a.k.a. Country Joe and the Fish for recording purposes, a name that evoked to those in the know, Stalin and Mao. I... I'm, I must not be one of the ones in the know. I, I don't get the reference. No. Wait, so who's the fish? The fish is Barry Melton, apparently. But who, Making that who's, two. Who's Stalin and who's Mao in this? Dude, I don't know if that's even referring to Country Joe and the Fish or Instant Action Jug Band. I, I it, it really went over my head, I'll be the first to admit. I'm, I'm not a kid in the know. I am not a hep cat. And you know what? I don't think these guys are hep cats either. <laughs> it would be worth uh, mentioning, I think, that this makes at least two band names historically uh, that use the fish as a singular when it sounds like it's the, the plural name of the band. Hmm. Country Joe and the Fish. The Fish. I always assumed his band was the fish, but it's it's just Barry Melton, you know, because I guess fish is the same word singular and plural. Hootie and the Blowfish. The Blowfish is singular in that band title. It's not the name of the band. It was a reference to like a dude that worked for the label that had puffy cheeks. Get the heck out of here. Yeah. It was like it was like a dude that looked like an owl and a dude that had puffy cheeks. So they called themselves Hootie and the Blowfish. 
So that's a that's a, that's two two singular fish, and I bet you thought they were both plural. No thanks to you, Vanguard, for picking up Country Joe and the Fish. <laughs> was this Vanguard's first foray into rock and roll? I was wondering if it is there like been. a like a classical. Can this be uh, called rock do, and do, roll? Do we remember another album that might have been? Released on the small independent label, a Vanguard, someone who performed at a folk festival. Oh shit! Is it is it Our Lady? Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. Old Joan? Yep. Oh fuck Vanguard. Joan Baez. Oh fuck! Oh. She went with Vanguard because uh, they're a small label and uh, independent. So, so so Vanguard Records, we're gonna have to keep an eye on them. I what was the because I, I read somewhere that they were they were trying to branch into the rock and roll genre because it worked well for Electra because Electra wasn't originally a rock label but they made forays into rock and roll and it was working out well for them they were becoming a legitimized rock rock label uh, and Vanguard was trying to do the same thing so what was yeah. Vanguard's like stable of artists, like before folk the, and classical, folk and classical. Yeah, all right. And you know who Electra picked up from uh, the West Coast later? Who's that? The Doors. I've got opinions about the Doors. Okay, <laughs> we'll get to those opinions later. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess. Uh, can you play us out on the Mass Marauder? I, sure. I wrote down that I, I liked it, and I would just want to make sure I wasn't. All right, next episode, we'll be talking about uh, Buffalo Springfield, Buffalo Springfield again. Thanks, y'all. Thank you, buddy.